why don't we start off by getting a little synopsis of the play? Ken, give me a little bit of a rundown of what this is about. Well, it's one of the most interesting musical theater pieces that I've ever really seen because it's really a musical that's inside of a play. The man in chair, who isn't even given a name, basically guides the audience through the entire musical by putting the soundtrack on and explaining things as they go on. So the entire staging of the show that the audience sees really takes place in his imagination. You and Mary, last time I spoke with you, it was for the Music Man. So did the two of you tend to specialize in doing musicals here at the CDC? Well, that's how it's turned out to be, yes. But we've both done straight plays um, on our own. But directing-wise, we've always done musicals together. Why is it that uh, you don't even have a, a name in this play? I don't know. I think he's very much an everyman. I think he um, just represents all the people that use musical theater as more than just a form of entertainment. For him, it's very much a form of therapy through escape. But I think that's one of the things that makes him more relatable. There are definitely some specifics that make him an individual that give his story its own gravitas. But I also think he's supposed to represent all of us that get a little quirky in the amount that we love Broadway and love musical theater in general. Beyond being just a hobbyist, being like a truly avid follower and checking the Tony Award nominations this morning as soon as we could, realizing the record had been broken by Hamilton... Like getting texts from your husband saying, oh, my gosh. And so then you have to kind of stop what you're doing and look um, because, you know, that's healthy. That's healthy. So, um, yeah, I think that's what he represents. And I think he's bigger than just one guy in that, um, in what he represents as the fans relationship to musical theater. What was it that attracted you to uh, participating in this particular performance? It's a show that I saw twice on Broadway uh, and uh, had fights with friends as to whether or not it was a good show or bad show, and I wholeheartedly adored this show. It came at a time when there was like a lot of gloom and doom in America and New York in particular, and it was such a breath of fresh air. Plus, it's right in my sweet spot of musicals of the 20s, 30s, and 40s, and, uh, and it really kind of speaks to like why... Would you like that when there isn't necessarily much meat there? Like there's, it's it's light and frothy, and that's okay. And there are times when you need that, or we all need that. So, uh, so in particular, yeah. It, and when I saw that this was show was going to be done nearby, I was like, I have to, have to audition. You talked about this being twenties, thirties, forties. I had a chance to look at the stage uh, just before we did the interview, and I see some of the old time radio equipment that's that's on the stage. When and where is this set? Well, the man actually takes place in the present day. He's right here with us. The show within the show, The Drowsy Chaperone, actually takes place in the 1920s. So he transports the audience back to the 1920s and the days of the flappers and the roaring 20s and you know, brings that spirit back into the show with everybody else. So it's, it really gives you a juxtaposition of the present day and the man in his current psychological position and then how he escapes and his, his vision of the 1920s and how it was, life could be easier back then. Although he does say it was only for the wealthy. Each play has its own challenges. What are some of the challenges that go along with this uh, production of The Drowsy Chaperone? Um, well, I think one of the things is that everybody really has two characters that they're playing. They're playing the actor in the musical, and then they're playing the character that that actor is playing. 
um, and the man in chair walks us through who each one of those is. And so each actor here in Cranford Dramatic Club has to come up with those two specific characters. So it was, I think it was challenging for everybody, something different. We've asked two of your co-performers about uh, what attracted them to this particular performance. How about for you? <laughs> well, she's a little over the top, which is just so fun to play. It's one of my favorite things to do. And it was just, it's perfect. She walks on, she says an outrageous line, she walks away. Why, who wouldn't want to play that part? So she's just a little over the top. When it does come to community theater, there are awards that are given out. Is that, uh, obviously it's not something that drives you to be performing in these these plays, but is that something that uh, is enjoyable to see that you're recognized by others who are involved in community theater? I'm sure it would be. <laughs> um, we actually, uh, my husband and I, just moved out to Montclair last year from the city. And... Um, we didn't know anyone like his family lives a little further over in Kenelon, but um, didn't know anyone in the area. And we thought, how are we going to meet people? And honestly, the purpose of doing the community theater at first, and we each did a couple of shows up around Montclair, was we just needed people to invite over to dinner parties or barbecues or even better to invite us to those things. So that was the sole driving force when it started. I've heard about the awards and stuff, but for me, it's still just very much been so exciting to get to do some acting again. I didn't act at all when I was in the city. I teach high school theater at a performing arts high school in Brooklyn, and um, my master's degree is in playwriting. So I've had some shows go up that I've written, but I haven't acted in like 12 years. So for me, it's just been the enjoyment of getting to know people and have the fun and not have the crazy stress that comes with directing and stuff. That's really what motivated me to do theater that wasn't high pressure. It was just for enjoyment and love of it. You say it's been a dozen years since you last performed. Is it like the old cliche of riding a bicycle? Is it once you get back up there, uh, kind of comes back to you how to do it? I mean, I would say because I've been teaching it through those years, I've still been very connected to it. Yes, except for the learning lines. Learning lines, that ability goes away, and this show has definitely challenged me on that. My character has a monologue for the first two and a half pages of this play. Then just continuously throughout. So that has been a challenge that I've had to get back on the horse for. But um, otherwise, yeah, it kind of comes back to you. You bring enough of yourself and you use enough of the skills that you've honed over the years. And when you're a teacher, you get pretty good at performing in the moment anyway. What are some of the other plays that you've performed in? Uh, has Have they all been musicals or has it been a mix with dramas and other types of shows as well? Uh, it's been a mix. I haven't done much in this area. Um, I uh, yeah, also have not been on stage in quite a while. Uh, it's actually kind of creepy that they hired or they cast so many people who haven't been back on stage. In quite, it's very trusting, our directors. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, but I primarily, yeah, my bread and butter was, was musicals. Uh, a bazillion forever plaids, uh, a lot of singing and dancing for my, my supper. Um, and then the occasional mostly farces. 
because there's a, a very close line between farce and musicals, uh, as opposed to making the leap into like straight dramatic plays. Uh, but yeah, largely, largely musical singing and dancing. Now, how about you? Have, have you been on stage recently? I have been, um, and I've been performing since I was in high school, and uh, then took a 17-year break for my children. So coming back was really frightening back in 2007, but I did it. And since then, I've been, um, I have to say, I've been working pretty steadily, mostly musical comedies, but lately I've been reaching out for... Um, Straight Plays, I did an amazing production of August Osage County back in uh, October, I think it was, September, October, um, out in Chatham, which was just an amazing experience. And because I'm getting older and women's voices change, and they get weird, and so I'm really, they get wobbly, really awful. So I really am looking to do more um, straight things and I'm kind of looking at this as my bye-bye to musical comedy but I'll always do comedy I mean always but yeah so this this has been a little this is very sweet for me because I know that's it I'm done I'm too old for this when the two of you aren't directing plays do you get a chance to go out and see many plays whether it's on Broadway or other community theaters it's actually interesting that you ask, because just last night we went to Broadway to see uh, Cirque du Soleil Paramore, which someone had gotten us tickets for for Christmas, and it was really outstanding. Um, actually, there's, uh, I don't want to give away the whole story, but uh, in the, our show, Gene gets to tap dance and roller skate, and last night in Paramore, there was an actor who tap danced in his roller skates on top of a table, so we may be reblocking part <laughs> of the scene tonight. For you, Mary, what is it that you enjoy the most when it comes to being involved with these kinds of performances and putting them together? Um, well, I think working with my husband has, you know, always been a draw for me. <laughs> um, but I was definitely a performer, mostly, until I met Ken and he had directed a lot and then we started doing it together. So it really is the collaboration for me. This is going to be coming very soon to the theater here at the Cranford Dramatic Club. Gene, why don't you tell me the dates and how people can get tickets, if you would, please. Absolutely. Uh, we open this Friday, May the 6th, and we run uh, 7th, 13th, and 14th, 20th, and 21st at 8 p.m. And then we're also performing on Sunday, May 15th at 2 p.m. Uh, folks can go to cdctheater.org uh, or call 908-276-7611. And the theater is at uh, 78 Winans Avenue in Cranford. And for everybody that didn't get a chance to copy that down, you can click the link here on this podcast, and that will bring you directly to the theater where you can order tickets. Thank you all very much, and all the best with your performance. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much.